All right, welcome back to Sweating the Board, the gambling segment for the Zoom Disputed Podcast. My name is Trevor Shores. I'm one of your co-hosts for here. And I'm Colton Spore, the other co-host. How's your week been, Colton? Uh, pretty good. Just uh, staying busy with school, working mm-hmm. a lot, and uh, just finding time to see friends and stuff like that. How's your week been? Oh, pretty good. More of the same, but it's been busy with work the last few days and school sprinkled in a little school as well and um yeah more or less it's been kind of a little bit slower week for me i'm pretty sure it's going to start picking back up here in the next week or two so i'm not really looking forward to that oh definitely yeah there'll be tests coming up and stuff like that for sure yeah um do you want to kind of go over our picks from we made on last time just kind of see update everybody how we did yeah let's go over the picks from last week uh you want to go first sure i'll go first so i did Four of my five picks for were from the two Monday night football games, and I did not do great in this scenario here. Uh, I, ha- I took the Bills plus five and the Chiefs Bills over 57 and a half, neither of which one hit. The Chiefs were pretty much in control most of that game. The Bills couldn't really do a whole lot. And like we mentioned earlier, factor, it was rainy the whole time. So that kind of probably played a factor in scoring being so low, but it is what it is, I guess. And then my other two picks for Monday Night Football were the second game, the Cardinals. I did get the Cardinals minus one correct, which they just absolutely blew out the Cowboys there. That was kind of – I didn't expect that. I thought the Cowboys would keep it somewhat competitive. But the, being the Cardinals only one – or the line was only minus one kind of, I think, blew everybody's mind there too. And then I did miss with the Cardinals-Cowboys over 55 and a half just – Cardinals were able to score on their end, but Cowboys just kind of didn't score at all, really, until I think it was like 38 to 10 was the final, so had a 48 there, and Cardinals once again go under, so I think believe they are 6-0 to the under so far this year. Really impressive, yeah, definitely. How about you? What were your picks? So, like you, I had four of my five are from the Monday night uh, doubleheader, and the first game I went with you, I took the Chiefs' bills over. That was one where I, like, before we picked, I said the weather was going to be a factor in the under would probably hit, and then I went gut instinct over, mm-hmm. and that flopped. Uh, like you said, the weather probably played a factor there. It was really slow in the first quarter. And then I had three from the second game. I took Kyler Murray over on passing yards. That didn't hit. Um, he, like, he really didn't have a lot of passing yards, and I know, like, it was in the second half, his completion percentage was under 50%, too, so he kind of had a slow game. He did have that long touchdown pass, which was nice. But um, And then I also took the game under, which hit. Um, like, in the second quarter, I live bet the under two at, like, 45 or something like that. Okay. And then that ended up um, not hitting because of that touchdown play with under that long touchdown run right at the end, so that kind of hurt me. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so that burned me, but um, that actually won one of my friend's fantasy leagues, uh, his matchup for him, so that was good. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah, yeah, and then I had Cardinals minus one, too, which was a big hit, (laughs) and then my last pick was uh, the Rays to win the World Series, which is still pending. Yep, I'm the same boy. I have the Rays in six. It was my uh, fifth and final pick, but like we said, World Series is still well underway. Do you want to kind of skip ahead and start with the kind of World Series? Yeah, let's go into baseball. Yeah, so for sure. Like, um, so, so far, games one and two have been played, and the, Tuesday was game one. The Dodgers beat the Rays eight to three with the over-under of seven and a half going over. Um, just Clayton Kershaw was 
uh, typical Clayton Kershaw, but not in like postseason Kershaw, more like regular season dominance. He had only gave up two hits, the one walk, struck out eight, and ended up retiring the 17 of the final 18 batters he faced. I also found a prop bet, which I decided to take a chance on. I It was over under six and a half uh, strikeouts for Clayton Kershaw on that hit well over there. So that was a good, good bet to do there. Yeah, that seems like a low number. That was a that was a, a good bet getting that at six and a half. Maybe they thought it would have been typical like playoff Kershaw would have struggled, but sure enough, he I found that the Rays were kind of struggling a little bit against lefties and Clayton Kershaw being the dominant lefty he is, able to punch out eight there and able to hit that one over there. So then game two was uh Wednesday night. Um Rays ended up being the Dodgers. They jumped out in front of them there. Rays winning six to four, which the over under of eight hitting uh, going over there. Um, kind of the pitchers from there. Blake Snell from the Rays. He had nine Ks, two, two hits, gave up four walks and two earned runs there. And one guy that kind of upset, not really upsets me, just like I never think he's going to do well. It's Dustin May of the Dodgers. He just has not played well or not pitched well in the postseason. Like the that night, game two, he gave up four hits and three earned runs there. And, like, I remember from, like, I forget which game it was, but I remember maybe I'm just pulling up his stats from a previous game because I remember watching him and he just – oh, it was when the – and they, he played, he faced the Braves last Friday. Um, he started – actually started that game, went only went two innings, gave up three hits, two, uh, two, two runs, one earned run, only three Ks and two walks there. So I thought he kind of kind of struggled a little bit there. And so far I just pulled up his numbers for the 2020 postseason. And as he's played, he's been in six games, started three of them, only nine innings pitched, um, given up nine hits, five earned runs, one home run, only 11 strikeouts to six walks. So he's been kind of struggling a little bit this postseason. Yeah, and one thing with that you notice is that starting pitchers have a shorter leash in the postseason. Like, you know, a couple – I know that one start you mentioned, he went like two innings and only gave up two runs, which isn't like anything um, crazy. But right. it's just uh, – yeah, every run is like more valuable and the starters have a tighter leash. I feel like with the Dodgers too, I was kind of looking up there, you know, the first couple games here and then some games against the Braves – they don't really let their starters go too long, kind of like we were saying. When they only get like maybe an inning or two, maybe three at the most, and other than Kershaw the other night. But I feel like for the most part, they kind of, like you said, are on a little, little bit of a short lease, and they kind of go to their bullpen a little early. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And we'll see if – I bet Walker Buehler goes a few more innings tonight. He's been pretty solid. So um, – or, excuse as game three Friday. Yep, tonight tonight when we record on Thursday, they have an off day today. So game three is Friday. That is Walker Bueller of the Dodgers against Charlie Morton of the Rays there. So they go Friday, Saturday, Sunday, games three through five. And depending on the outcome there, um, we'll see we'll see kind of what happens. But right now it's like I said, Bueller Morton for tomorrow night, Friday. Saturday, it's Julio Urias of the Dodgers versus uh, Rays haven't announced this yet. And then Clayton Kershaw is going going again on Sunday here. So we'll kind of see kind of see a little bit how this plays out by the time we get to our next episode. Definitely. Yeah. Then we can kind of jump jump before we kind of mentioned the weekend a little bit. We can kind of go move in talking to college football a little bit. I think the big biggest news upcoming this weekend is it's simply the Big Ten's back. 
We've got yeah, the- it's Go all 14 teams back in action. For sure. When they kick us off Friday night, we have Illinois at Wisconsin. Right now, Wisconsin's a 19 and a half point favorite. Some maybe were 20 and a half, somewhere where I've seen over under sitting at 51 and a half. What are you thinking for? Do you think Wisconsin is going to come out and just blow out Illinois or is Illinois going to keep it close? That was a game I really thought about taking Wisconsin spread, but um, I know last year in Champaign, Illinois beat Wisconsin. For sure. So that, that's one I'm going to hold off on. Um, I mean, it's a pretty big spread, but yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I could definitely see it going either way. I felt the same way too. I looked at it. I thought about it. I was like, ah, I'm just going to just sit back tomorrow night and just enjoy it. Just watch the first big 10 game come back. I'll just, I won't worry too much about that one there because I've got some more picks coming on, on Saturday. So then some other, some of the other games for the big 10 are Rutgers at Michigan state, Michigan state's a 13 and a half point favorite with the over under only being at 44 and a half. Um, Nebraska goes to Ohio State. Ohio State's 26-point favorite with the total being 68 points. Um, interesting game here. Number eight, Penn State, uh, five-and-a-half-point favorite going to Indiana. And over under that, sitting at 59 right now. Um, Iowa is a minus-three favorite going to Purdue with the over under hitting at 53. Uh, the primetime game, number 18, Michigan, is a minus-three-point favorite going to number 21, Minnesota. Being in the total being 54 and a half and then Maryland going to Northwestern with Northwestern being uh, 11 point favorite with the total also at 54 and a half. So any games there that kind of stick out to you that you're obviously we'll be watching Iowa Purdue. That will be a, a given, but any other game games you like there? I would say, yeah, outside of Iowa Purdue, um, that Michigan Minnesota game is probably the one that jumps out to me for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Minnesota had, uh, you know, it was really solid last year. So I'd like to see what they can do this year. Yeah, that's that's probably the next best game for me there. I saw – so when – and books kind of – like they, the, these games were kind of been put on the board. I saw Minnesota was an early favorite in this game, but then it simply switched to Michigan being the three-point favorite there. So it'll be kind of – I don't know what they've seen if – because I know Michigan's got a new quarterback, Joe Milton, coming in. They, they've been pretty high on him. So it'll be kind of good good first test for him going to – Minnesota against Tanner Morgan and on primetime TV. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. So then obviously these are the first games for the big 10. So it'll be kind of, we'll, have, we'll be keeping track of how they do kind of with over unders and against the spread, but I was kind of found a fun little fact, Colton. Uh, I don't know if you clicked on this link yet. If you, ha- if you haven't, that'd be better, but there are some there are teams that are do great against the spread. So there's two teams right now in all of college football that are, 4-0 against the spread. Do you know who those two teams are? Um, I don't actually. I'll give you I'll give you a couple hints. The first one of these two teams is in the SEC. And it's not one of your big power, like it's not your Alabamas, your Floridas, or Georgias. It's not one of those guys. Okay. Um the team I would say who's had the best probably Arkansas. Because they're I I think I bet them last week. So I would say Arkansas. You're absolutely right. Arkansas right now is 4-0 against wow. so every game they've been in, they've covered the spread, and some some sometimes they have won outright there as underdogs there. So the other team is, I don't know if you'll get this one, it's uh, Marshall. They're also 4-0 against the spread too. So Yeah, I never would have guessed that. I know, yeah. Some <laughs> other no- notable teams that are oh, doing well against the spread, North Carolina State is 4-1 so far. 
South Carolina is three zero and one against the spread. Uh, Miami four and one. BYU four and one. Arkansas State, who plays tonight, Thursday night against Appalachian State, they are four and one against the spread. And then West Virginia being another notable team that is three and one against the spread. So got some a lot of variety across college football doing well against the spread here. Yeah, that's definitely interesting to see. It's um, a lot of teams I wouldn't have guessed, so that's cool to look at. Mm-hmm, for sure. And just some other notable game. <laughs> Obviously, the Big, the Big Ten's coming back, so that's kind of the major news for everybody. But there are some other notable games out there this weekend. Uh, I already mentioned them once. Number 23, NC State plays at North Carolina. North Carolina is a 15-and-a-half point favorite, which I thought was a lot compared to them losing to Florida State last weekend. Was it Florida State they lost to? Yeah. Yep. Yep, they lost to Florida State. That over-under sitting at 60 there. Um, I Number 17, Iowa State plays at Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State being only a three-and-a-half point favorite at home there. So over this, this, this game, uh, the over-under is at 52. So that kind of threw me as like – because I know this, this is basically for number, the first place in the Big 12 right now, Iowa State, Oklahoma State. So I thought, and I know Iowa State Oakland played, you know, better defense compared to the rest of the Big 12. So maybe that under might be an idea. Could be a low scoring, like 24-21 game or something like that. Yeah, most I could see that definitely. And I know the Iowa State defense has been solid, like you said. So, yeah, that's, yeah, definitely. Yep. So then a couple other uh, top 10 teams on the road. Uh, number two, Alabama is at Tennessee. They are 20 and a, 21 and a half point favorites with the over-under sitting at 66. Number three, Notre Dame is a minus 10 point favorite at Pitt with over-under sitting at 43 and a half. And another bit, another like, no, this is you probably your, uh, like your group of five game of the week is number nine, Cincinnati at number 16, SMU with SMU being two and a half point favorites and the over-under sitting at 55 and a half. So that'd be another great game to watch on. I believe that is on, Probably like ESPN two at during at like six or seven o'clock, if I remember correctly. Yeah, that feels like a like an ESPN two game, or maybe even like a yeah, probably an ESPN two game, if I had to guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd definitely be surprising to see both the at least Cincinnati in top ten. Well, given the rest of the Big Ten really ha- hasn't played yet, but I'm sure that'll change after this coming weekend where where they'll be sitting at. So those are just some other yeah, games to keep an eye out for. Yeah, and I'm sure we'll see the rankings jump up and down after this week once we get a look at those Big Ten teams and how they actually are. Yep, for sure. So then we can kind of move ahead to uh, to the NFL. So we already mentioned the Chiefs, Bills, and then Cardinals, Cowboys, so we really don't need to go over those again. Um, just some a little quick little week six betting recap. Uh, the underdogs in the NFL were 8-4 and four against the spread this past week with the favorites being 7-5 straight up, and the unders hitting – uh, eight to four. So a little bit more of a lower scoring game to what Vegas thought there was going to be. Yeah. Wow. A really big week for the unders. And that's like, I know we kind of talked about, we almost like never bet the under it's over or pass. Yeah. So, yeah. That's, that's weird to see. Yeah, for sure. And then some, just some other quick notable news uh, we won't touch. We'll just kind of briefly go over this uh, to uh, Tua Tunga Viola. As I say his name, Tua Tunga Viola. I don't know. Tua, let's go with that. He was named the starter for the Dolphins um, all, uh, after he got his first NFL action this past week. Um, did you see the picture that was going around that him uh, sitting at the 
on the field there after the game. I did see that after he got to play a little bit, just kind of soaking in the moment. That was pretty cool. I think kind of it caught everybody off guard when he was named the starter because I think this is their bye week, if I remember correctly. So it's kind of like, why are they announcing it during the bye week? Why don't they wait till like next week or something like that? I know Ryan Fitzpatrick was really thrown off guard. He didn't expect that at all. Yeah, it was like to the fans and like the people outside, it was definitely odd because I mean, Miami is three and three, pretty solid for them. And yeah. Fitzy, Fitzy wasn't playing bad by any means, but you know, maybe they see something in practice or you know, maybe something within that, that we don't see, but it'll be excited to get to see him play. Definitely. For sure. And then a couple wide receivers that might be back in the mix here too. Uh, Antonio Brown was reinstated by the NFL. And there are a few teams. I think the Seahawks were one team that were might have some interest in signing him. So we'll kind of keep an, our eye on that. And then Des Bryant got signed to the Ravens practice squad. So we'll might be in the next week or two might be actually on the active roster there. Yeah, those are a couple of a big name receiver like possible signings, definitely. And AB he had like a uh, like a domestic assault charge, right? I believe so. It was something to that nature. Yeah, yeah. I wonder. Like, I'm surprised to hear that there was a bunch of teams interested in because of that. But um, yeah, if Seattle gets him, watch out because I mean yeah. he was he was a top three receiver when he was around. That might that might be a good place for him being under like Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson's guidance a little bit. Maybe we'll, you know, keep him calm and tame and stuff, but we'll kind of keep our eye on that. Um, then another news, uh, the, so I think the original Sunday night football game for this weekend was supposed to be the Buccaneers and the Raiders, but I, uh, some news kind of came out the last day or two that the Raiders might have had a possible exposure of COVID-19 to their team. So just as a precaution, in case the Raiders aren't able to play this weekend, they are switching their game with the Bucks to, with the Seahawks Cardinals. So now Seahawks Cardinals is now our Sunday night football game. And then Buccaneers Raiders is now a, I believe it's a 305 game now. So they're just, NFL is just trying to make sure that they don't, you know, lose a Sunday night football game, which I get, I get their point there. Yeah. Yeah. Totally understandable. And like we talked about, this will be Seattle's third Sunday night game. So yeah, uh, getting getting used to the the prime time slots for sure. Uh, they, are they two and zero so far? They because they beat the Patriots and the Vikings, right? Yep, yep, two and zero on Sunday night football. I believe the game is at the Arizona Cardinals too, so it'll be a road game for them. So that'll be be another good game to watch too. Definitely, yeah, it'll be fun to see Kyler Murray on prime time. Now I was kind of looking at like the standings from this. So we're, I'd say we're at least, you know, a quarter of the way, maybe even a third of the way through the season at this point. And we've already had a few, few NFL head coaches get fired. We had uh, Dan Quinn from the Falcons get fired and then Bill O'Brien get fired. So I was just going to name a few teams, name a few head coach, other head coaches and see how hot you, you think there are on the hot seat. So first one, which I'm surprised he still has a job right now, Adam Gase for the Jets. Yep, I'm right with you. He has got to be the next to go. That team is terrible. I think I'm sure the coordinators are on the hot seat too. I could, I could see that whole like GM organization getting blown up. But I'm sure he gets fired by the end of the season. Yeah, I just, I don't know how he still has a job to be honest. Just that team's awful. Baffles yeah. me a little bit. Um, Doug Marone of the Jacksonville Jaguars. What do you think about his hot seat? I, th I think like a, like a, like definitely warm at least, um, you know, they started off, I, I thought they were going to be a solid team, maybe like 
six to eight wins, like a little more respectable, but they have really dropped off in the past few weeks. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I would say definitely not to the level of Adam Gase, but, but warm. For sure. Yeah, I definitely would agree with that. Only winning one game so far. And yeah, they got Gardner Menchu who, did, who played, you know, exceptionally well last season. So, it's, yeah, like you said, it's surprising to see, you know, there's not living up to what they did last year. Um, Another uh, fellow, Doug, Doug Peterson of the Eagles, I think out of the out of these four, he's probably the safest. Okay. Uh, I mean, just just looking at that offense, they don't have a lot of weapons. Um, Doug's had past success. I mean, he's won a Super Bowl with them. I think that buys him a little more time. So, um, I think he like for sure makes it through the year. But um, and, you know, he's still got a chance to win the division, which always helps. We talked about that East being terrible. I'm, <laughs> the leaders at two wins now. So he, I mean, he still has a shot at the playoffs. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I, I think he makes it through the season at least. Yeah. Um, I'd agree. I think so. Like you said, he's got like, you know, the, the world or how am I doing the Super Bowl to his name there. And um, just with all the injuries on the offense and the defense, he's had, you know, very little to work with. And, you know, he's lucky that the NFC East is so terrible that they haven't, you know, they're still in even with one win. And the Cowboys with two wins, they're one game out of the um, division lead. So, I mean, I, I agree. I wouldn't say not on the hot seat, but I think just an extra eye to keep on there. And then the last one I wrote down was Mike Zimmer of the Vikings. Um, I think uh, somewhat warm. I mean, um, it's been surprising to see them struggle as much as they have. They're one and five. And yeah. I had them as – I had them as winning – well, at least in the playoffs, whether that was when the North or as a wild card. But, I mean, he's had, let's see, one, two, three, four, five straight seasons of being 500 or better. Yeah. So, I, I think that buys him at least a bad year this year. But, um, I mean, definitely shocking to see them struggle the way they have. Yeah. Um, definitely. A lot of a lot of people had the Vikings either, like you said, pick the win the division or finish at least second or so. Now only, you know, we're six weeks in. He's only won one game, so maybe some eyes are starting to look his way. But I think I think he at least makes it through the season. But just kind of another one to keep our eye on there. So just thought it was a little fun little thing. Just kind of just look at some teams that are not doing great and just seeing how how we thought their hot seat was for these coaches. Yeah, definitely. Yep. And then we can kind of move into talking this weekend's games. Uh, so uh, we, tonight, Thursday, we're recording before Thursday night football. So the Giants Eagles play tonight. Eagles are four and a half point favorites or I see anywhere from four and a half to five and over under sitting at 45 points here. This is like we said for the NFC East, uh, the very terrible division. Um, are you going to even tune into this game, Colton? Um, I'm not. I, have my internship to work, so I'm not going to watch. Maybe I'll catch the second half, but um, yeah. it's a game that, you know, like this comes out on Friday, so a pick using this as like one of our five picks is kind of useless, but I'm going to go ahead and say I like the Eagles to cover. The Giants did, are terrible. So. I did too. Um, I did see a stat that Daniel Jones is actually better against the spread on the road compared to at home. So Interesting, yeah. And the Giants uh, – yeah, the Eagles were like I think the Giants were three and three against the spread this year, with the Eagles being only two and four. So, I I would lean Eagles here as well. But even though after all, I just what I just said, but I mean, 
it is what it is. I'm probably not going to pay too close of attention to the game tonight, but that's okay. And then this moving on to Sunday. So the, when I looked at the NFL board here, there were, were not really a lot of games that really excited me for this week for Sunday night or Sunday, I guess. Um, the only, the big, the big one I saw was Steelers Titans. Both teams are five and zero undefeated. Um, Titans are a minus one point favorite at home with the over under at 50 and a half. I'm going to talk about this game at, during our best five here, but I think that's definitely a game to watch this weekend. Yeah. Two, two undefeated teams. I think it's probably um, the game of the week for sure. Yep. Then a few other, a few other notable games that, you know, we've already mentioned once before uh, Seahawks minus three at the Cardinals with the over under sitting at 56 um, Buccaneers minus four at the Raiders over under 52 uh, pending. If hopefully everything goes well, they can get that game in. And then 49ers at Patriots Patriots being a minus uh, two point favorite with total sitting at 43 and a half there. Yeah. That Patriots game is an interesting line. The 49ers um, looked really well against the Rams who had been solid this season. And then new England kind of flopped against Denver. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting to see the New England minus two. I think uh, the 49ers, whether you take the spread or the money line, is a good value there. Plus, I believe this is Jimmy G's return to New England. So I, I think this might be the first game back for him. I could be wrong there, but. I forgot about that. Yeah. Homecoming there. Yeah. So do we want to just kind of move into our last little bit, kind of give our best five picks for the week weekend? Yep. Let's get into the five picks. Go, I'll let you go ahead and give your first pick. Okay, my first pick, uh, I'm going to go with the World Series Game 3, the Friday night game. I'm going to take the under. Um, Charlie Morton has been money in the postseason. Um, I know he closed out, was it Game 7 of the World Series with the Astros, I want to say. And okay. this postseason, he's been lights out. And he's thrown against Walker Bueller, who's also been really solid this postseason. So uh, I'm going to take the under for game three Friday night. Okay. Even though both games have gone over so far. Yeah. Yeah. That's that kind of made me hesitate a little bit, but I'm sticking with it. Okay. Um, I'll echo my first pick just based off that. My pick is actually, I'm picking the Dodgers to beat the Rays in game three. Okay. I think uh, just kind of this, this world series so far has gone back and forth. And I think, my opinion, Walker Buehler is the better pitcher in the matchup, so I think he'll be able to shut. He's had a you know, really good postseason as well, so I think he'll be able to shut down the Rays, and I think uh, Dodgers will take Game Three on Friday night. Yeah, I like that pick definitely. Um, going into my second pick, I'm going to go college football, and I'm going to go with Penn State minus five and a half um, Saturday against. They're at indiana correct yep yep that felt like a, a pretty small line for um, penn state being a top 10 team um, i know they're on the road but um i'm gonna take penn state there it's kind of funny i'm a, my second pick i'm going the exact opposite i'm going indiana <laughs> plus five against penn state just because i feel like indiana has been on the rise these last you know year or year or two and um, I think Indiana can definitely challenge Penn State to be in that either that number two or number three in the East there. So I think this is a good first matchup for Indiana to prove that. And I think, you know, Penn State only getting five points on the road as a top 10 team kind of scares me a little bit. So I'm going to Indiana. I don't know if Indiana is going to win the game or not, but they're going to at least stay within five points of Penn State. 
Okay. Um, yeah, that'll be a little swing game for us, definitely. That'll sure, yeah. Yeah, sway the standings one way or the other. Um, let's see. My third pick is going to be Bills Jets, and I'm taking the game under of 45 and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bills offense is kind of sputtered here the past couple weeks on primetime. I'm sure they'll get back on track against the Jets, but I don't see the Jets holding up their end of the scoring. Buffalo might put up, you know, somewhere in the mid to high 20s. I don't see the Jets scoring, you know, the rest to get to hit that <laughs> over. I don't – you know, that, that team's so bad. They're just a terrible team right now. Yeah. So, I'm going to take the under in that game. Okay. I know the Bills have, like, gone a lot over so far this season. So, just kind of – going. but, I mean, they don't get the – probably the Jets probably won't help them out much. So, that might not be a te- terrible pick there. So, I like that. Um, let's see. I'm going so – this is pick three, right? Yep. Okay. Oh, I told you beforehand I had, like, seven or eight. So, I'm trying to narrow it down between <laughs> – to get it down to five um, – Okay, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go the UFC route again. So this weekend is UFC 252, I think, or 250. Let me look it up real quick so I can't remember. I never remember the card numbers <laughs> just because they're too much. And Actually, no, maybe 254. Yep, there it is. UFC 254. Um, I'm ta- so I'm taking Khabib to beat Justin Gaethje by submission. Khabib is just such a phenomenal MMA fighter too. His ground, his ground game, his submission game is just so, so strong. One of the, really one of the best fighters in our lifetime, I think there too. So, and I you know Justin Gaethje's no slouch either, but I just think Khabib's, uh, Khabib's going to easily take this, take this fight there. So I'm taking Khabib to win by submission. Um, what are the odds on that? Because him by like a certain type of like result yeah. is probably pretty good odds, right? Um, let me, I'm going to pull, pull that up here real quick. I believe when I looked at this, just uh, for Khabib to win straight up was like minus 200, I believe. Let me see if I can find it here. Give me one second. Hey, this card's actually starting like, normally these cards start like late at night, but this, this like, I believe it's starting like either like one or two in the afternoon just because they're over in, on Fight Island. Oh, okay. Yep. So, okay. So as of right now, uh, Khabib is... Actually, minus three thirty-five to win straight up, but I cannot find a. Um, I know they usually on the day of the fight they'll like release like the exact odds for like by submission, by decision, TKO, and all that. Yeah. No matter what it is, I'm gonna take Khabib to win by submission. So it'll probably be like plus. Submission will probably be lower. So probably be plus like four hundred, plus five hundred, something like that. Okay. Yeah. Pretty good value though there. Yeah, yep. All right, my fourth pick, I'm going to ride with your Chicago Bears, and I'm going to go with the Bears to cover six points. Okay. Um, The Rams on Sunday night football didn't look great against the Niners team that had struggled. I mean, the Bears just keep winning. Like, I I don't know how you can bet against this team, honestly. Um, I mean, whoever they – you know, like we've talked about, they might not be beating the best teams, but they're winning, so – I'm going to take, you know, the spread's huge, too, plus six for a team that's five and one. So I don't know if the Bears win, but I definitely see them covering six points. They just keep doubting us. We'll just keep winning. <laughs> yeah. 
doesn't matter. You just got. It doesn't matter if you win ugly. You just got to win. Exactly. I'm sure I'll have another more more on that when we record next time too for Monday Night Football there. So I'll I'll hold off mine till then. Okay. Um, yep. My fourth pick. I am going with the Packers minus three and a half at the Texans. I think the Packers will be able to definitely bounce back from their bad game against Tom Brady and the Bucks. Um, Packers are, have a good record against the spread right now. I believe it's like four and two, I believe, something like that. And the Texans are only like one and five or one and four or something like that. So not really great. So Packers getting three and a half. I think they should be able to cover that. No problem against the Texans. Yeah, I actually like that bet too. That's a good bet, definitely. Um, I guess I didn't realize that Bears game was Monday night, but I'll stick with it for this card. I would have normally picked that Sunday, but mm-hmm. that's fine. Okay. Um, my fifth pick, I'm going to go with the Iowa State Cyclones to beat um, Oklahoma State. Just going to go with the money line there. Ooh. Like, like you talked about, this is basically – this is for the Big 12 lead. So mm-hmm. this is a huge game for both teams. Um, Iowa State's played well, and I always root for them if they're not playing Iowa. Um, them being underdogs, I just think that's a good value and a game that I see is kind of like a toss-up. So um, getting Iowa State plus 150, I think, is just a good value bet for me. So I'm going to take the Cyclones. Oh, only plus 150? That's that's not too bad at all, really. Yeah. Yep. I was looking. I don't think Oklahoma State's played that many games so far. I'm they've played like a game less than I – well, yeah, they've had like a week or two off, I want to say. Okay, yep. Oklahoma State coming in at 3-0 and and Iowa State 3-1. and I knew – I feel like Oklahoma State had, like, missed a game or two or something, but, okay, yep, I get that now. Yep, so maybe they're well-rested. Maybe they they haven't had enough game experience. I don't know which which it is, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, my fifth fifth final pick, I'm going to take the Steelers-Titans over 50-and-a-half. Both of these teams are able to score basically when they want to. Um so far, both these teams have a great record on the over-under. Let me see if I can pull that up real quick. I just feel like there are weapons basically on all sides of the ball. Big Ben's got uh, James Conner at running back. He's got you know, two, three good receivers there. Um, Tennessee Titans, they've got you – know, they, they aren't like your top dog receivers and stuff, but you know, they're respectable enough to be able to uh, – Definitely be able to put up some points in Derrick Henry on the ground game as well. So Tennessee, okay, I got it right here. Tennessee is four and one to the over, hitting at eighty percent, and the Steelers are three and two to the over, hitting at sixty percent. So I think the odds are good of this same game definitely going over. So I'm taking Steelers Titans over fifty and a half. Yeah, I like that pick actually, definitely. And this, like you talked about, you had like seven or eight games you wanted to pick. Yep. And I'm the same way. I just I just glanced at this weekend board for the first time, and I'm seeing like seven or eight games that I want. Everything that you said sounds good. This is like a great week for betting. I say go ahead and hammer down the bets this weekend. <laughs> Do you have any honorable mention picks? Um. Well, you want to go ahead and pick the Iowa game? Oh, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Uh, so I, I believe when this game opened, it opened, it opened at like seven or eight points, and then it's gone down to three at, at this time. So I'm taking Iowa minus three against Purdue. I think Iowa can easily beat Purdue. I think they can beat, beat them by more than three points. So I'm taking Iowa minus three. Um, yeah, like you said, the spread opened huge. I actually got Purdue at plus seven and a half. I think that's a number they can easily cover. 
I'm actually – I'm going to stick with Purdue. I'm going to take Purdue plus three and a half at the current line. I think um, with their quarterback coming back, they have Rondell Moore, one of the best players in the Big Ten. I think they definitely make it close. I don't know if they win. And then also being at home will play a factor. So I'm going to take Purdue plus three and a half. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed in you. <laughs> yeah, I try – yeah, I don't say that around campus because I think I'd get the same reaction. Well, I'm sure a lot of people right now are very disgustedly disappointed with you. So <laughs> I hope you made them feel better now. And then riding with Iowa State, too. I get a lot of dirty looks. Man, you're just not – you just keep digging your own hole there. <laughs> yeah, I'm still against Nebraska. That's the one thing that most people oh, – I actually do. thought about taking – I think Ohio State was like minus, what, 26, I believe. I mean, yeah. I thought about that just to like – spite them just take Ohio State minus 26 but <laughs> first games like let's not get too crazy right away but I had two other yeah. mentioned picks I had Florida State plus five and maybe money line against Louisville I mean they had the big game last week against North Carolina and Louisville's looked awful this year and so I could see Florida State having I feel like Mike Norvell is definitely turning that program around now so like definitely could go into Louisville, Kentucky, and get that win there. And my other one was a game I mentioned earlier, NC State plus 15 and a half against North Carolina. I just feel like NC State is four and one right now, their record. Like that's they're the quietest four and one team in college football right now. And yeah, that, definitely. And them being underdog, 15 and a half point underdogs, it's like basically a slap in the face to them, I'd say. So I think it's at North, I believe it's at North Carolina though. But so, I mean, they can, I think NC State can easily stay within 15, 15, 16 points. Yeah, I'm with you. As soon as you said that, the record against the spread, I like that pick for sure. And then I had one other honorable mention pick. I'm just going to take uh, Niners money line. Um, had a good week last week. New England looked terrible. And um, getting them, they're actually underdogs, so you can get them plus. Was it one uh, twenty? Um, yeah, my book has it plus one ten, but yeah, probably your book has it plus one twenty. Same boat. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think that's a good value, so I'm taking the Niners there. All right, I think that about wraps it up here. So, unless you got anything else more, Colton? I don't. Just uh, it's a good looking board. Throw down some bets this weekend. Love to hear that. So thank you, everybody, for listening, and we will – good luck to all, and we'll catch you next time.